You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, the Braves made one of the most interesting and unusual trades that we've seen in baseball in quite a long time. Uh, it, it actually read a lot like an NBA trade, where they say things like, um, the expiring contract of, rather than saying the player. Um, uh, first of all, can you just, because I think there were a lot of people who probably, if you don't really follow, it was a baffling trade. So first of all, just what were the Braves trying to accomplish in acquiring Tuki Toussaint and Bronson Arroyo for Phil Gosselin? Well, obviously from the Braves, ended that this was a, a, an attempt just to further strengthen the pitching stable, pitching prospect uh, crop that they have. Uh, compiled, you know, over the last few months, they they look at Tucson as a guy who would have been, uh, you know, that they would have loved to have got him in the first round last year. I uh, see him as a guy who probably ranks as, as their second or third best pitching prospect now. Immediately, a guy who, who could, you know, get in the rotation 2018-2019. This is a long. They have a, a long-term plan, whereas the D-backs were. Uh, as Tony LaRusso said earlier this week, they were looking for uh, a, uh, an impact much sooner. They, they feel like that the ten to twelve million or the ten million dollars they saved there um, is going to help them make that a, a immediate acquisition uh, that's going to benefit them in 2016. But uh, it, it was a baffling trade. The one thing I will say, uh, you know, I take a step back, and obviously you know Tony LaRusso as well as any of us. Uh, I, I respect his his uh, knowledge. The, the one thing I'd have to that, that I keep in the back of my mind is when when you see a trade where it doesn't make any sense, you have to wonder what that team knows about that player, having lived with them for you know a year or two. What, what have they learned that, that allowed them to say, hey, you know what, he's the guy with this that we're willing to give rid of. So we'll see. I mean, uh, all indications are that Tucson could be a uh, you know uh, definitely a number two potential ace in the future, but. Right now, he is a project, but that, that's what the Braves are trying to do. They, they want to get as many pitchers uh, in that stable as possible with the hope that, uh, you know, just at least a few of them hit. It, it's funny. As you uh, remember, that's what people used to say about the Braves. When the Braves traded you a pitcher, you wondered what was wrong with him. Um, it, it, it's, Toussaint is a is an interesting guy because as highly regarded as he was in the draft here, the draft last year, you know, you know, first of all, just well, why are these guys willing to part with him? But it does seem like there were some kind of mixed reviews, and it, it seems like there's a little mystery surrounding his development. There were reports that the Diamondbacks wouldn't let him throw his curveball and that that was his best pitch. There's some I've seen, I've, again, I, you know, I'm, I'm reading Twitter and a lot of third-hand stuff, but some suggestion that maybe his velocity wasn't up this year where people hoped it would be. Um, where is he at? I mean, I, it, on the one hand, the simple answer is he's a long way off. But as far as his development, as far as uh, what this guy is a year after being drafted, what's your understanding of how he's progressed and, and what he's shown and why there might be worries about him? You know, he, you touched on it there. Yes, they they did. He has thrown the the curveball uh, much less frequently. That that's supposedly his his prize uh, secondary pitch. Uh, we asked about that immediately uh, after the trade, uh, and then John Coppolella said, "Look, the, on Friday the, the the trade happened on a Saturday. The previous night he had thrown six scoreless innings. He said he threw about five curveballs that night." Um, 
you know, and, you know, so in other words, he, he was throwing it, but from what I understand, the D-backs wanted him to focus on the changeup, uh, and so they got him away from throwing the curveball. But, you know, that just seemed to be more of an organizational decision. Uh, that there have been reports that he's a guy who's touched 96, but at the same time, other people have said he, he hasn't been in that vicinity this year. Uh, I, I think, once again, when you break this down, this is a 19-year-old kid. It doesn't. You don't know where he's going. Um, he, he, he played a lot of soccer growing up. He's still pretty relatively uh, young in the baseball world. I mean, in terms of his arm is fresh uh, because he hasn't uh, played as much baseball as maybe some of the other guys, the other 19-year-old top prospects. But uh, you know, it is going to be interesting to see once he gets in the brace system and starts. Uh, or, you know, do they change it? We'll see what, why he hasn't been throwing the curveball as frequently, where his velocity is. But uh, you know, the, the Braves do do believe that uh, you know that this guy has tremendous upside. That they look at him the same way they did uh, Max Fried, a, a kid who uh, who potentially could be uh, number two, or, or you know maybe develop into that ace in the future. One of the things that has happened in the last few years in the baseball economy is that the opportunity to flex muscle in the amateur market has radically diminished and, and is, is almost gone, that opportunity, if a club wants to really invest heavily in amateur talent. Um, the, the draft slotting is a lot stricter than it used to be, so you, you can't you know, wait for that signability question kid and then sign him for $5 million out of the fourth round. Uh, bonuses, uh, the July 2nd, Bonuses have been drastically uh, limited, um, and, and so there's a lot fewer ways. If you want to be an organization that is building the way it appears the Braves want to, you want to be an organization that builds on amateur talent, on scouting and development, the, the opportunities to do that are, are fewer and fewer. I should say the opportunities to spend to do that are fewer and fewer. The opportunities to invest your money in that priority. That's a very long intro to a question of – is this an indication that the Braves are going to try to find additional creative ways to make that happen? Or, or put another way, is this maybe not the last time they'll do something unusual and creative uh, and willing to spend money to bolster that pipeline? Yeah, I think you know you hit it on the nail on the head there. But uh, this was one way, you know, for them to. Uh, you can kind of go this way with a team that's looking to, to dump money. You, you, you take on a salary that, that they're a contract that they do not want um, in order to get that that high end uh, prospect. Uh, you know that, that you wouldn't have been able to get in the draft year before, or, or whatever the case. And, and yes, do I expect them to to make similar deals? I uh, in the future, they, they've got a couple kids lined up for the July second uh, international. Signing date where they're going to go over their bonus pool, and I so I expect at some point within the next uh, few weeks or months, uh, they're going to go ahead and make some more deals that will help them with the bonus pool because they have a, a very highly regarded guy uh, that, that they'd like to, to target in 2016. So I I, I think that uh, you will continue to see John Coppola try to be as creative as he can uh, with these kind of trades just to, to set themselves up to get high-end, uh, young prospects. Is there any chance that Bronson Arroyo throws even a pitch in a Braves uniform? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a chance. Yes, there's a chance. I, I think this best way to describe Bronson Royal, if he gives them, if he helps them win one game this year, uh, that'll be gravy. I mean, I don't, you know, it's not, this is a deal that was targeted directly towards Toussaint, and and uh, you know, Arroyo says he doesn't know if he'll pitch. The Braves would be happy if he just even logs a few innings for him just to uh, to help out there at some point in uh, September. And one other name from that Braves pipeline uh, noted a couple days ago, or maybe it was yesterday, it all kind of runs together for me, Malik Smith was promoted. Um, he's off to a really nice start. I know they, they liked him coming in, but, but what has he shown them uh, in his first half season in the organization? You know, here's a guy who has got an on base with, uh, with great frequency there at the double-A level. What I have heard from some scouts is, Look, you know, here, here's an exciting player with tremendous upside. They want to see how does it, how does that speed play against a little bit better defense. You know, does the bunt single, uh, does it play against a better third baseman? Does this, uh, you know, or even just some better arms that maybe he runs into with a couple of the infield singles. He's a he's a high speed guy. I don't want to put him right exactly in the Billy Hamilton category because I think he's got a little bit a more uh, he's got some broader shoulders, maybe a little bit more. Uh, power potential that Billy Hamilton, but uh, it, what they've also seen is a, a kid who has played better defense than we saw during spring training. Look, he can he can race gap to gap, but what what he has shown is, is better discipline. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how his move to center field or, or move to Gwinnett, uh, where he'll play uh, center field on primary base, will affect the future of Cameron Maven, uh, who has uh, lived up to the expectations that you accurately predicted uh, back in April. You know, he's without Cameron Maven, I don't know where the Braves would be right now. But at the same time, I get the sense that uh, you know, they'll look to see if, uh, you know, so high on him. Uh, it may be here before the, the July trade deadline or at some point during the offseason because this team does need a power hitter uh, that they can place in left field. So, Maven or uh, Julio Tehran are two pieces I could see them moving. The other guy whose future, Malik Smith, uh, the promotion to Gwinnett it directly affects right now is Jose Peraza, who was spending some time out in center field. Now he'll go back to playing second base. They've already made every indication that Chase Peterson is their second baseman of the future, and he has continued to uh, excel since they made that uh, uh, statement about a month ago. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what they do with Peraza. Could he be a trade piece? Maybe. But then that has never been expressed by any team official. But uh, as we've seen, uh, this John Coppola, John Hart front office, they're not never afraid to be to uh, to make a trade, or, and uh, they are very uh, capable of being very creative. All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.